This is a health warning from Dr. Approved Medical, America's trusted resource for back braces. If you're 65 or older and suffering from back pain, you may qualify to receive an advanced pain-relieving back brace at little or no cost to you. Many people are now using our pain-relieving back brace as an alternative to surgery or harmful medications and experience pain relief that they haven't felt in years. Don't let your back pain turn into something worse. Remember, if you qualify for no money out of pocket, there's nothing to lose and only real pain relief to gain. Our friendly team of experts will handle all paperwork and we'll deliver it for free. 800-507-1148. Your pain relieving back brace may be covered by Medicare at little or no cost to you. Call our hotline now and get free shipping plus a complimentary easy to use pedometer. 800-507-1148. 800-507-1148. Little to no cost with full insurance payment, copay and deductible supply promo subject to qualification while supplies last. Welcome to the show, Fifth Street Soccer here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. I am, of course, not Dan Patrick. I am Nick Eber. It's great to be with you tonight. Lots to get to in the world of football. That is the beautiful game, the global version of football. Lots to talk about today, the U.S. national team team selection. Uh, We can talk about yesterday's dire, absolutely dire uh, Jamaica lost to Jamaica, 1-0 lost to Jamaica. Uh, let's talk about the Women's World Cup, which will be kicking off tomorrow. It is a huge event. All tickets to the Women's World Cup, and over there, over 950,000 of them were sold within 40 minutes of going on sale. And uh, we are talking about the Women's World Cup, folks. It is here, here to stay Massive event. Let's talk about the Women's World Cup. England, an absolutely awful defeat against the Netherlands. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about Gareth Southgate's team selection for this. Clearly a team selection that did not bother the Netherlands, playing uh, 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 Jeannie Wijnaldum and Virgil van Dijk. But most of the Champions League participants for the England squad stayed on the bench. Let's talk about that. They will now be playing the third-place playoff game against... Uh, against Switzerland on Saturday uh, to be followed by the final, which will be Portugal versus the Netherlands. Let's talk about the Nations League uh, Cup final happening this weekend. Uh, The U.S. under-20s do really well, and uh, we're going to talk about the under-20s and what that means for football. We've got a lot to get to today, really. A lot to get to today. And, of course, transfer rumors are hot and heavy. Man United seem to be getting pipped for all the signings they want probably because they're not in the Champions League. We're going to talk about that, but we'll we'll also look at some of the big names and where they look like they are going. All right, I'll be joined right after the break by my new co-host. We're going to talk about that as well. Mr. Kartik Krishnaya joins me after the break for the whole hour. This is Fifth Street Soccer. You've got something to say. Let's hear it. 800-878-PLAY, 800-878-7529. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Nick Gieber. I'm on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Fifth Street Sports Talk. Let's make it happen today, all right? Let's have a great show. Well, we have a great show every day. By the way, big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. Going to step aside now, take a break, and we'll be right back to kick it off after these messages. Hey, travelers. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right. 
Call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. I've recently discovered the powerful health benefits of CBD oil. I have been using New Leaf Natural CBD oil for some time now, and I love it. CBD oil is non-intoxicating, which makes it ideal for people like me. I want the health benefits of cannabinoids, but I don't smoke weed. I never will smoke weed. Mind-altering effects I do not need. CBD is non-toxic, has potent pain relieving, and is anti-inflammatory with its properties as well. And that's why the brand I trust the most is New Leaf Naturals. New Leaf Naturals is the highest quality CBD oil on the market, 100% organic, highly concentrated, no additives, grown in the U.S. The only ingredient is hemp. It is pure and simple. Go to NewLeafNaturals.com. That's N-U-LeafNaturals.com. Save 30% and receive free shipping in the U.S. when you use the promo code RICK. That's right, RICK. Go to N-U-LeafNaturals.com. Promo code RICK. And now, Valero Summer Vacation Driving Tips. Keep these in mind as you embark on your journey. Give your car a safety check, including coolant tank, hoses, belts, tire pressure, battery, air and fuel filters. Prepare an emergency kit to keep in the vehicle and have a phone number for nationwide automotive assistance in the event you need towing or maintenance. Be sure you have your license, registration, and current insurance card. And now, a word from Valero. Where is your there, your happy place, your go-to destination? Maybe it's that hidden cove by the lake, or that place an hour and a half away on Route 6 that serves the world's best meatloaf. Or maybe it's home. At Valero, we have the fuel to get you there, wherever there is. Because Valero top-tier certified quality fuel keeps your engine running cleaner, better, and longer. Find a station near you at ValeroCleanGas.com. the show well we found him we found him in the back of a police truck uh and they brought him to us so he's here finally kartik krishnaya hey kartik how are you doing today i'm doing well thank you nick how are you all right well kartik first of all let me say it's uh, absolutely wonderful to have you as a uh, regular co-host on the show Uh, it's been a long time coming and uh, welcome well i appreciate that nick i'm looking forward to it uh, diving into this there's so much going on in football. I, I, I think the season is over with the Champions League final, and uh, it's hit me like a brick now. We've got Nations League uh, final, uh, Women's World Cup kicking off, Copa America kicking off, uh, under 20, never ends. So uh, excited. There's something to talk about every single day in this sport. 
Yeah, there absolutely is, Kartik. Well, why don't we start with the U.S. men's national team? Because uh, they've, uh, the, roster's, uh, the roster's done. Uh, any surprises for you there? Yeah, there were several surprises. I mean, I think the, the most glaring admission that everyone is talking about is Josh Sargent uh, being dropped. And um, the decision to bring uh, uh, Jordan Morris, who I guess can play in a, in, in a wide area as well, uh, from Seattle, uh, Greg Berhalter's decision, and, and I think he, he was probably um, boxed in on this. So uh, Tyler Boyd has never been capped for the United States. Uh, he has five caps for New Zealand. He just filed his one-time switch, uh, got approved by FIFA, uh, uh, I think, about 10 days ago. My guess is Berhalter probably promised Boyd, uh, who's playing now in Turkey, uh, he, he'll be playing in, in Guimaraes uh, next season in Portugal, which obviously is the host. Uh, today of the uh, of the Nations League semifinal. Uh, apparently, I think he, it, it seems like he may have promised Boyd a spot on this team if he changed his allegiance to the United States. You know, you get the one-time switch if you're a dual national. Right, right. Uh, and uh, so he will be captized with the first champion, uh, uh, the first uh, Gold Cup match. Also, I think uh, Dwayne Holmes was a bit of a surprise. I'm happy about that. I've watched a lot of him at Derby County this season. I thought... Um, that was a surprising pick by Burhalter. I think it's a good one. Uh, Holmes has, has fit in pretty well in the high-tempo style Frank Lampard's played there. He's been uh, a lower-division player in, in England for several years now, born in Georgia, but um, uh, American international who's played his trade in England without much fanfare, Scott, the likes of Scunthorpe and Hunters, Huddersfield when Huddersfield was a League One club. Um, at 24, gets his first cap last night, uh, was probably the best player on the pitch, and uh, uh, has been retained for the Gold Cup. Several players that were cut were uh, uh, were surprising, but I mean, the, uh, Anthony Robinson of Everton um, was terrible last night. You know, he's been on loan at Wigan, so that was uh, a guy that I think a lot of people thought would be the U.S. left back in this tournament, and he was so bad yesterday that Berhalter uh, let him go. So there, been, there were a couple surprises, but quite frankly, after that performance last night, Nick, which I know you want to get to. Um, I think it forced Burhalter's hand. Just about everybody who was on the pitch last night, with the exception of Holmes, played themselves out of the spot. You know, Kartik, we've talked about a lot of football coming up. Uh, we've talked about the Nations League final. We've talked about the Women's World Cup. We've talked about Copa America. You know, for me, the Gold Cup is single, the single most uninteresting tournament, period. And I'm, and, and I'm going to reiterate yeah. something I said yesterday on the show, which is that you know, we're talking about the U.S. men's national team, a team which didn't make the World Cup, which has a serious credibility problem that it needs to overcome. And they play a match against a Jamaican team that is ranked, I don't know, way down in like 40-something, I think, in the FIFA roster, if that means anything. And, and we can have an argument all you want about how much the FIFA rankings mean. But, but they're a general indicator of whether you're sort of a top-flight national team or or, you know, mid-table rubbish, basically. And, 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 and let's face it, Jamaica, mid-table rubbish. And the bottom line is, U.S. went out, put on a, a match, if possible, that was even more boring than the 2003 Champions League final between Juventus and AC Milan, uh, managed to actually lose by a goal. And all this is a supposed warm-up for a tournament where the highest-ranked team is 18th, and that's Mexico. I mean, this is a crap tournament. I mean, we're talking about, what, uh, Curacao? We're talking about Guyana? I mean, isn't that, isn't that where the Papillon prison is? 
I mean, why should I be remotely interested in the Gold Cup, Kartik? Uh, uh, excuse me. Even though, even though our own team, the United States, is playing in it, it's awful. Yeah, and it's, it's coinciding with the Women's World Cup and the Copa America. I mean, it, 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 the, the, the tournament is running concurrent. I mean, there's no separation. The final of the Gold Cup is the same day, Nick, as the final of the Copa America uh, and yeah, the final of the Women's World Cup. So, so and the Copa America is the only biannual, tor- biannual tournament that's played uh, three times a year, from what I can tell. <laughs> yeah, look, we have another Copa next year, which, by the way, they divided Australia to instead of the United States, which was, uh, I think, another blow to the U.S. men's program. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's no reason to care about the Gold Cup other than to see if there's some kind of corner one of these CONCACAF countries to turn. Um, on Jamaica, Jamaica has this – is, this makes it even more embarrassing because, you know, we do like to question Major League Soccer and we do like to question USL, but – Jamaica had a roster yesterday, almost entirely, you know, uh, Leon Bailey, who's a big star in the, in, the, in the Bundesliga. He didn't play. He was on the bench. Um, and they have some guys uh, from, who come in from England who, who came on late. Uh, that team was primarily composed of players in MLS and USL. Yeah, they had more domestic players, U.S.-based domestic players, than the U.S. did. And the U.S. still got beat by them. I mean, just think about that. So even yeah. within the confines of MLS, the Jamaican core in MLS – Beat the American core in MLS. That, that's that's pretty uh, pretty striking. And actually, that happened in the Gold Cup a few years ago in the semifinal. Um, and one last point I would make is that I think this tournament, the Gold Cup, is um, it, it's not only uninteresting; it, 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 it's actually, if anything, pretty damaging to um, to the United States in terms of, of diluting American fans and American coaches and American media into thinking that the team is better than it is because. Um, the, 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 the games are always on U.S. soil. The U.S. is always playing at home. They always do well in this tournament. They won the tournament last time, beating Jamaica in the final. Everyone got all excited. Of course, the U.S. called in their A-team, whereas Mexico, uh, Costa Rica, Panama, the countries that were trying to qualify for the World Cup, Trinidad, they were all playing uh, uh, kids in the Gold Cup because they were saving their best players for, for qualifying. And guess what happened? The U.S. didn't qualify. So it didn't matter that they won the Gold Cup in the middle of the qualifying cycle when the games really mattered and were in more hostile atmospheres, the U.S. couldn't manage. And so the Gold Cup, if anything, I think it gives a diluted sense of uh, uh, where the U.S. is. It gives a, a false impression of where they are. And so if they go on to win the Gold Cup, we will have to question. And we have to scrutinize it. Maybe, maybe they play very well and there is progress, but we would have to scrutinize it even if they win it. Well, it, it, it is, first of all, not Greg Berhalter, Ernie Stewart's problem, I mean, or fault that the Gold Cup is, is a crap tournament. I mean, we, we can't hold uh, the two of them accountable. And, and as I have said before, I am a Greg Berhalter and Ernie Stewart fan, actually, up to this point, and, and they need to be given time to develop uh, a good team. But it is a damned-if-you-do, damned-if-you-don't situation because if the U.S. loses the Gold uh, does not win the Gold Cup, then you say, oh, well, it was a crap tournament. Highest-ranked team was 18, and they couldn't even win that. But if they do win it, it's like, oh, well, they won a crap tournament where the highest-ranked team in there was 18th in, in, on the FIFA rankings. So what? So, I mean, it is really uh, a, an exercise for U.S. soccer to make dosh, to make some dough by having the tournament here in the U.S. with the TV rights, yes. with the ticket sales. And that's really what this is about. And, and that's the problem I have with the Gold Cup, Kartik. Yeah, we could even call it the sum cup, right? Because it's soccer United marketing 
that's pocketing all the cash off of this, and that's why they hold it every two years. Every other confederation is moving away from that. Asia now is going to be on a four-year cycle. Africa will still be two years, but... Uh, I mean, the African Cup of Nations is a much higher level tournament than the Gold Cup. Let's not kid ourselves. Oh, sure. uh, South America, Copa America this year and next year, you mentioned that, but then they go to every four years. Uh, 2024 will be the next one. So this is this is a, a cash grab, and I think for Berhalter, he's in kind of a no-win situation. I like some of the things he did with his roster. I don't like the, the letting go of Sargent. Um, I don't like the fact that Christian rolled on from the team, but like I said, I, I think Tyler Voicing is worth taking a chance on. Um, he was a New Zealand international. He's going to be playing in, in, in Portugal next year, which is a good league. Uh, the U.S. doesn't have any guys playing in top league, so I would take a chance on a guy like him. And Dwayne Holmes, I like that much. All right. Nick Eber and Kartik Krishna with you here on Fist Street Soccer. we got to go to break. 800-878-7529. Do you agree with me, Kartik, that, uh, me and Kartik, that the Gold Cup is crap tournament? Let us know. 800-878-PLAY. We'll be right back after this. Attention, this important consumer alert is brought to you by Annuity Action Network. Hey, did you know it's possible to receive upfront money from your monthly settlement payments? It's true. If you receive monthly payments from an annuity or a structured settlement and you need a lump sum immediately, then you need to call Annuity Action Network. With your cash today, you can pay off credit card debt, pay medical bills, fund your education, or improve your home. You don't need to wait. Call the Annuity Action Network now. Now to get your fast cash with no hidden costs. And if you call today, we'll even send you a $100 cash gift card just for verifying your settlement payments and your contact information. If you have a structured settlement or an annuity and you want cash now, call Annuity Action Network right now. 800-514-9170. 800-514-9170. That's 800-514-9170. Do you have a problem hearing the television? Do you need to crank up the volume so loud your family is screaming at you? Then put on your TV ears. TV ears has helped millions of people just like you hear TV loud and clear without cranking up the volume. For about 60 bucks for the 30-day free trial, you can get your own set of TV ears. When you wear TV ears, you can mute the TV volume for private listening or let others watch TV with you. Order in the next 10 minutes and take us up on our 30-day home trial and very special price. TV Ears is a brand hearing professionals have trusted for more than 20 years. And through this special radio offer, you can get your very own for just $60. Just mention promo code RADIO. So put on your TV ears and make everyone happy. 800-984-4207. That's 800-984-4207. Are you an active stock market investor? Well, then you know these three key words, buy, sell, hold. Those three magic words can make or lose you money in the stock market. What if we can show you a time-tested tool that's been helping stock market investors succeed for over 30 years? It's called VectorVest, an amazing system designed to make smart investing easy. The VectorVest system analyzes, sorts, and ranks over 19,000 stocks every day and tells you when to buy, what to buy, and when to sell any stock to maximize 
maximize your profits in less than 10 minutes a day. And if you call right now, you can test drive our amazing Vector Vest system risk-free for 30 days for just That's 800-584-2519. All right, uh, welcome back. Street Soccer, Nick McCartick with you here. We're with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. By the way, big hello to our men and women in uniform listening around the world on the American Forces Network. And if you're listening on one of our digital platforms, whether that's iHeartRadio, TuneIn, or the award-winning Sirius XM app, we welcome you to the show. Uh, Kartik, let's talk Nations League for a minute. Uh, a very disappointing team selection, I thought, from Gareth Southgate today. England looked really out of sorts in a uh, nasty, I'll say a nasty defeat to the Netherlands because it was self-inflicted. Uh, and, you know, the Dutch team found that it was fine to play, you know, the Ajax players. It was fine to play the Liverpool players, that they were just fine. But Gareth Southgate, yeah. for some reason, felt a need to sit everybody that wasn't at the first day of training camp on the bench. And, of course, those are your stars, the stars of the show, so to speak. Um, very disappointing because I really thought this was an opportunity for England to win its first international silverware since 1966. Yeah, and a chance to make the first final since 1966, right? Uh, very disappointing. Yeah. I, uh, you know, there was a lot of talk coming into this match that uh, Koeman was going to be taking a risk because... Uh, Ajax obviously got to the Champions League semifinals and had a backlog of fixtures uh, because of, uh, you know, the Dutch League had put off a lot of their games uh, going into, uh, you know, after they got eliminated from the Champions League. They had a couple more matches after that, a couple more weeks, and then Liverpool obviously being in the finals. Well, you know, if I, if I have to be objective about today's match, Ginny Vijnaldum might have been the best player on the pitch. He just went 90 in the Champions League final, I think. Maybe he got pulled off at some point. But uh, he went 120 today, was really good. Uh, De Jong, uh, who we know is fantastic, was really good. The Dutch bossed the midfield from minute, minute 10 onward until Jordan Henderson came on, which, again, was self-inflicted, as you said, because Hendo starts instead of uh, um, uh, Declan Rice or, or Fabian Delph or, or Ross Barkley, one of those three, you were probably – seeing a different complexion of the match in midfield. Instead, what happened was um, that midfield trio of, of Barkley, Barkley was okay, but uh, Rice and, and Delph, they weren't terrible, but they, they were just, they're just not the same class of, as a, a De Jong or a Vinaldum. And they got pulled apart in midfield. And, and uh, quite honestly, England's uh, uh, problems at the back are, are, are shocking. Um, look, I mean, we, we talk about how good this England team potentially could be because you've got... Kane, Sterling, and Sancho, three world-class players playing up top. Obviously, Kane didn't start today, although he was fine when he came on, right? 45th minute uh, after halftime. Um, but England still have a lot of question marks behind those three guys, right? And, you know, throw Marcus Rashford into that, that three. So three of those four guys will play. Uh, but the other uh, seven field players, there's still a lot of concerns. I mean, I think Ruben lost his cheek really would have helped today. Nick, but of course he got hurt in that in that meaningless friendly that Chelsea played against the New England Revolution, and then um, unfortunately uh, uh, the decision was made not to start Henderson, which uh, 
I think probably cost English, England the match because even though those two goals came um, late after Henderson came on and it was 1-1 and England thought they'd taken the lead behind uh, Lingard's goal that was disallowed, prior to Henderson coming on, even though the score was 1-1, it wasn't even a contest. The Dutch were absolutely bossing the match. And it was just inevitable they were going to, they would have, they probably would have won 3-1 in regular time if Henderson hadn't been put on. So, um, yeah, very disappointing team selection. I, I don't know if, uh, if Southgate has addressed it yet in the media. I haven't seen it, but, um, you know how the English press is. Uh, they're going to really have the short knives out for him. I, I, I feel bad for him. Uh, he's made a really costly error here. Well, you know, I'm just thinking about just Jordan Henderson alone. Okay. Here's a guy that is a calming, mature, uh, quality player in the midfield. Yeah, he may not have the greatest touch in the world. I think we'll all agree to that. Uh, but a guy who is a regular midfield partner with uh, Genie Wijnaldum, a guy who plays, you know, week in and week out with uh, Wijnaldum and Van Dijk, why would you not play him even if you rested the other players? I just, I yeah, just it- don't understand. Unless, quite honestly, I mean, look, England are not in danger of not qualifying obviously, for, for the Euros. But, you know, they didn't need to win this to qualify. And I just wonder if, you know, this was one of these weird decisions where we were looking at the ants and not seeing the anthill. Yeah, and, and particularly given, uh, again, the strength of the Dutch team, uh, Nick, is down the spine. It's Van Dyke, as you mentioned. It's the Lick, another fantastic player. Even though his yeah, mistake De is Jong. more than one England goal. Yeah, De Jong. Yeah, De Jong. De Jong. Aldum, the Lick. And the room, you know, the five guys in the spine of the Dutch team are the core of that team. You need a guy like Henderson with his experience, because once you take Henderson out, you're playing a, a less experienced international in, in his position in Declan Rice, much less experienced, a younger player. The calming influence, the ability to kind of keep the ball moving in midfield. The other one I was kind of curious about was why was Harry Winks not in the team at all? That, that was a, a strange one for me. Um, and, and again, the explanation for that apparently was the Champions League final. But um, look, I go back to Vidaldum playing 120 minutes for Ronald Koeman. He was arguably uh, the best player on the pitch. It was between him and De Jong. They were the two best players on the pitch. Vidaldum just played however many minutes in the Champions League final on Saturday. Um, it doesn't seem to have impacted him one bit. It didn't impact Virgil van Dijk, who had another masterful match like we're used to seeing. Um, and quite frankly, it didn't impact the uh, the England players who came on. I mean, Harry Kane, um, look, I, what, what we saw when Kane came on in the second half was more more space uh, uh, for Sterling, more interplay between Sterling and Kane. Suddenly, England's uh, attack looked more dangerous than it did when Rashford was on, even though Rashford got the goal on the penalty. He took the penalty. But, right. Um, so, so, again, I think not starting Kane was a mistake also. Uh, I don't know. Southgate over overread this thing. I, I, I don't know. Maybe... Nick, we're not at training. Maybe those guys came in with knocks or tire. I, I, I don't know. I don't have an explanation. It just seems unfathomable. I'm trying to justify why he did it. Yeah, it, yeah one really can't. And you, then you have to ask yourself, you know, what exactly are you saving these players for? Because if you win the Nations League on Saturday, you don't have to worry about Euro qualifying anymore. You're done. You're in, yeah. yeah. You're in. Everybody has a lovely summer, right? Yeah. I, I, I just I scratch my head. Bizarre selections. I've been a fan of Gareth Southgate. I still am a fan of Gareth Southgate. I, I think we saw some, um, uh, shall we say, inexperienced uh, substitutions uh, during the World Cup. And I think we're seeing, 
you know, maybe maybe he's just uh, needs a bit more uh, a bit more seasoning still because I thought some bad decisions were certainly made today. But having said that, uh, the third place playoff game, I don't know what that means. Although I hear he's playing all these guys on Saturday for the third place playoff game. Yeah, um, you know, just real quickly on, on that, that substitution thing, it, I was reminded today by someone that um, Southgate almost blew the entire World Cup with his when he took Sterling off against Colombia and brought Jamie Vardy on. And remember, at that point, England's uh, control of the match kind of uh, um, uh, ended, and Vardy never has, has retired as an international after never played another game for England. But it was a, a colossal mistake, and that wasn't the only one. But someone pointed that out to me on Twitter today. Remember when he took Sterling off and uh, no, Columbia then I suddenly did. scored, and then there were all kinds of problems after that. Well, that's actually what I was alluding to, Kartik. That's absolutely correct. That, and you know, that's uh, look, right. much like we give Greg Berhalter time. You know, we, we, we like sort of like what he's been doing and want to give him time, much like you look at Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and say, you know, he's a former player and he seems to be doing okay as manager. Uh, we've got to look at Gareth Southgate and say he's a young guy. He's, uh, you know, it's a big job, big shoes for him to fill. Uh, he's doing an okay job, but he's not perfect. I think a more seasoned manager would not have made these mistakes, but did nevertheless. But having said that, we have a mouthwatering final, quite frankly, between two of the, between two absolutely cracking teams, between the Dutch, who I think are real favorites for the Euro. You have to think that. I mean, this team is just going from strength to strength. And um, and then on on the one on the one hand, and and Cristiano Ronaldo and ten other players on the other team. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. I mean, if you're comparing these two teams, the Dutch are clear, far superior player for player. I, it's not even a contest. Of course, the game match is in Portugal, but they're the hosts. But uh, it, it's not even—they're not even comparable sides. If you go player for player and look at the Dutch team, which is. I think, yeah, I agree with you, one of the favorites for the Euros, one of the best national teams in the world. This is Dutch football again, getting back to what the Dutch football we uh, all knew and loved that disappeared the last few years. But Ronaldo showed again against Switzerland. Quite fr- frankly, Switzerland were the better team most of that match. Um, yeah. That he could just – and he did this with Real Madrid. I mean, this is why Madrid collapsing this season wasn't a shock without him. He can just create magic out of nothing. And – um so the Dutch have to be weary of that. But I do still think, uh, I still got to give a slight edge to the Dutch. They've got the better team. Well, you know, there is a rather trite American sports expression. They say he's a big game player. Uh, I don't think, I, I, I think Cristiano Ronaldo ranks up in uh, big game players along with the likes of uh, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, uh, LeBron James, uh, right up there with those guys. I mean, uh, one man who can just pick up a game by the scruff of the neck and win it in what is ostensibly a team sport. And, and there's so few players in the history of sports teams that actually have that impact. He is one of those players. And by the way, um, I have made uh, lots of uh, uh, rather tasteless jokes about Cristiano Ronaldo's uh, little uh, legal problems here in Las Vegas where he was has been accused of, of raping a, a young lady in a hotel room, and, and I did never made light of it, but I've certainly mentioned it. I'm very pleased uh, to read today that that has all gone away, and uh, that is great because uh, Cristiano Ronaldo is truly an icon of the game, and I don't think anyone uh, would have felt comfortable with that cloud hanging over the, his head. Of course, one hopes and prays that he didn't do it. Anyway, uh, that is what's going on. That's the Nations League. Let's come back and talk about probably the most exciting tournament of all of them starting tomorrow 
a Women's World Cup. Let's look at some odds for the first round games, too. Kartik, we're going to have a lot of fun. We'll be right back right after this. We all have those home projects we'd like to get to before summertime, but there's always something that gets in the way. For a lot of people, they worry about overpaying for their home projects, and how can you be sure you're getting a fair price? That's where HomeAdvisor can help. HomeAdvisor's True Cost Guide shows what others paid for similar projects so you know you're getting a fair price. HomeAdvisor can even help you find the right pro for your job. Whether it's a leaky faucet or a major remodel, just tell them what you need and they'll match you with top-rated pros who can do the job and are available to do the work. You can read customer reviews, request quotes, book appointments, and it's free to use. Home Advisor makes it easy, so don't wait. Get those projects done before the busy season hits so you can relax this summer. To find the right pro at a fair price, just ask HomeAdvisor. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app today. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Let's talk about six, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Alright, Jurgen Klopp celebrating number six for Liverpool in the Champions League final victory of last weekend. Welcome back to the show, Fist Street Soccer. Nick Ibram, Kartik, Krishna with you. Massive tournament starting tomorrow. I'm very excited about it. And look, uh, Kartik, I uh, was talking about this yesterday. One of the reasons that I've become so jazzed about this is, you know, I watched the Gold Cup 
I watched the, the dire match, the Gold Cup warm-up. Uh, I see the fans trying to sing their songs and, uh, you know, sold out, no doubt, 35 to $300 a ticket. And there's just a, such a crap product on the field. It, it, it's a product that's just thrown down our throat and told is an authentic, real product, whether it's the national team, whether it's uh, Major League Soccer. I don't feel this way about USL, by the way. But whether it's Major League Soccer, whether it's the national team, it's just like a poor imitation of top-flight football is what it is. On the other hand, the Women's World Cup, this is such an authentically American baby. This tournament, the success of women's football, is is a uh, result of the NCAA, of Title IX, of American women blazing a trail. I mean, this to me is a much more interesting tournament. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it is the triumph of uh, the, the greatness of uh, Title IX and equality uh, legislation in the United States and our uh, taking women's sports seriously. Uh, we've been the pioneers in women's football. That having been said, Nick, the rest of the world, I, I, I want to give a little warning to the listeners out there who might be thinking, oh, the U.S. is the world champions, they're going to cruise. The rest of the world has begun to catch up in women's football. And if you talk to people who follow the women's sport closely, the women's game, um, closely, they say that um, what you have seen happen is some of the same problems that we see in the men's program have uh, seeped into the women's program in the, uh, at the U.S. level, and you're seeing uh, the, the top club teams in uh, Europe, the top men's club teams in Europe, take women's football, their women's clubs, very seriously. The coaching has gotten a lot better, and that has elevated uh, particularly the European countries. I don't know that this has spread globally, well, but that, the England, the France, right. the Germany, Spain, the, the Netherlands, those five. Well, uh, who are and that actually caught up. Go, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, and then that actually is, is the is the point that I'm 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 trying to make, and I think you're absolutely yeah. correct. Is that you know, the U.S. created this marketplace, right. and now the rest of the world has looked at this and seen what unbelievable value this is. Professional women's football has a place in the sports landscape. They're taking it seriously, and now this is becoming hyper competitive. I mean, you got France, you got the United States. You've got England. I mean, these are, uh, you know, these are three of the uh, top-ranked teams uh, out there right now. But, the, you know, they, this is no shoo-in. This is no shoo-in. I mean, yeah, there's some teams that are long shots. I mean, we're talking about South Korea. We're talking about Thailand, uh, Argentina, Jamaica. I mean, I watched the Argentinian national team get taken apart by the UNLV women's team here in Las Vegas last <laughs> month. Uh you know, but but look, it is it is an exciting tournament, and and it's fantastic, by the way, to hear that all nine hundred and fifty thousand tickets for this tournament sold out within forty minutes of going on sale. Karting that is an incredible statistic. Yeah, it is an incredible statistic, and it's a statistic that sponsors are taking note of. Uh, Barclays now has become the, the the title sponsor for the league in England. I, I, obviously, they used to be the title sponsor for the Premier League. Now they're just shifting that title sponsorship to the uh, to the Women's Super League. Uh, you're seeing Coca-Cola now uh, put a lot of money behind uh, marketing around women's football. Nike also. And it's because of what we've just talked about and the ticket sales and the, the growth in uh, interest in these countries. I, I think I was in England a few months ago, and I was uh, uh, it, it was pretty stunning how fired up a lot of uh, male football fans 
were about the Women's World Cup in England when uh, four years ago, eight years ago, when I'd go there before World Cups, no one cared. No one even knew it was happening. I would tell them England had qualified. They wouldn't care. Uh, there's genuinely threatened. Part of it is because England is good. Don't get me wrong. And you know how uh, sure. the English media loves to build up uh, a, a, a team that can contend and then tear them down when they don't win something. But um, right. there's some real uh, a- a- excitement in England in particular about this World Cup. They really think that this could be uh, their first silver war since 1966, obviously, since the men. Well, wouldn't that be unbelievable, by the way? I mean, <laughs> well, they certainly have done very well. Uh, they did just win the uh, the sort of World Cup tune-up, the She Believe Cup here in the United States. Yeah. Uh, it is – what's fascinating to me about this is it's not just the English Premier League, uh, which have now mirrored their men's teams with women's teams, and they're now playing in the Women's Premier League and, and doing very well. There's the Women's Champions League, which does very well. Lots yep. of people follow that and watch that. And not just in England. I mean, France, they're selling out women's games. Yeah, Lyon uh, is the powerhouse, right? Uh, Olympic Lyonne, so women's team, is the powerhouse of European football. PSG's not far behind in France. We've seen Barcelona and Juventus, and also Atletico Madrid's women's team draw incredible numbers, numbers that, quite frankly, the U.S. professional teams in the women's game cannot draw. Um, and I think this is, the, this is the challenge for the U.S. Um, the draw of those big clubs, of the Chelsea, the Man City, the Leon, the Barcelona, the Juventus, the Liverpool, when you attach a women's team to them, club supporters become supporters of those, of those women's teams. I mean, I wouldn't, you wouldn't believe how many of my friends who are fellow Manchester City supporters now know all of the, the England players because they've been following Man City's women's team and they're all playing in the, in, in the Women's Super League. And, and uh, Man City actually has eight or nine has, has the most players on the England team. So um, the U.S. doesn't have that advantage anymore, right? Because MLS is what it is. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and the Women's League is kind of alone on, on an island. Um, this is a pretty serious situation for the U.S. They... they, they they, they might still win this World Cup, but I think um, time is catching up with them pretty quickly. Well, let's take a look at some of the odds. The first match, the kickoff, obviously France, the host country. Uh, they'll be playing South Korea. I mean, look, the, the, the first... Uh, the first round matches, there's a heavy favorite and there's a team that's just not going to win. Uh, unfortunately, pretty much all the way down the line. We're going to look at some of the ones that may be a little closer. We can talk about Sunday's match between Australia and Italy. May not be much of a blowout. Uh, certainly, we can look at Canada. I'm not, Canada should, should do the business on Cameroon. But look, the odds here, France, minus 850. This is the money line, obviously. South Korea are 260 to 1 dogs on this particular game. That's, uh, that's unbelievable. I mean, I think France is one of the favorites to win the tournament. I need to check the odds as we're about to start. But, uh, uh, yeah, up there France are minus England. 850. France are minus 850. Korea, South Korea are plus 2,600. And wow. the over-under is three. So it's three, the over is three. The under is uh, minus 115. So, I mean, clearly they think it's going to be more than three goals and France is going to win it. And that's what the odds makers are saying right now. Yeah, that, that's about right. I think France might, might win, walk this, especially with the buzz of the opening match at home. Uh, they, might, they might walk this five or six nil. I mean, that, that sounds, uh, that might sound absurd. That, that is the one, one concern I do have about this Women's World Cup. Uh, that there are still some uh, six, uh, four to six really weak countries in, in, the, in the tournament, including South Korea. 
and when they come up against the likes of France or the United States, they could just get smoked by by some embarrassing scoreline. But uh, but heck, you know, I guess that gets people into it, right? If there's a six goal scoreline, that's at least Americans that, that entertains them more than the than the one nil. Oh match. sure. Uh, interestingly enough, by the way, China is really a dog against Germany. Now, Germany are, I believe, they're considered the uh, second. Uh, let's see, the America's first at seven to four. France is second at seven to two in terms of favorites, uh, and then it's Germany. Uh, then it's England at seventy seven to one, and Germany at eleven to two. So, I mean, those are your four favorites. Uh, Germany, though, at uh, playing a China on Saturday morning. And Germany a minus 370, China a plus 1100. I can't believe that. The Chinese, you know, this may not be their strongest iteration of their women's team, but they, but they do feel the good team. Yeah, they normally feel the good team. Their team is very young this time, Nick. That's why. They've gone with a lot of young players hoping to bloodlet them in this World Cup, uh, be better next Olympics in 2020 in Tokyo, and then go for it in 2023, try and win the World Cup in 2023. So they've got a young squad, but those young squads are dangerous because they're, they're talented. I think that's a, that's a bit of a ridiculous uh, odd, actually. I, I mean, I think Germany will win, but I could see being too much. Yeah, no, I'm with you as well. Well, the over-under to Kartik, funnily enough, is two and a half. So they're not thinking this is going to be a massive goal fest. Let's take a look at some of the other matchups. Uh, Spain, South Africa. South Africa, a debutante here to the uh, to the Women's World Cup. They are heavy underdogs at uh, plus 25,000, uh, by the way. Um, pardon me, plus 2,500. Uh the other match in Group B we just mentioned was Germany-China. There's also a Group A match, Norway and Nigeria. Kartik, in your opinion, what's the toughest group uh, this, uh, in the Women's World Cup this time around? I think it's probably uh, – I mean, this, this, is the, uh, uh, this is always a, a tricky thing, but I think it's probably the group with Australia and Italy in it. That, that, uh, you could see those two countries are the favorites, but you could mm-hmm. see – potentially one of them getting knocked off and someone else coming through Australia. Well, it's not Brazil, it's well. Brazil and Jamaica, right? Right, right, yeah. Um, and, and so the issue is Australia, who we thought might be one of the pre-tournament favorites, has not played well now for about six months. Uh, Brazil hasn't played particularly well either, but they still have Marta, one of the best players in the world. And Italy has been kind of sneakingly good. Uh, they haven't been a standout in Europe, but Europe is where most of the top... The top I mean, it's just like the regular World Cup, right? You know, Europe is where the top national teams are. So uh, someone like Croatia, who you don't think of as a top European nation, can go all the way to the final of the World Cup because um, there's that much depth of talent. And Italy has spent a lot of money, a lot of resources, uh, the FA there, um, on uh, on improving their uh, their women's product. So I think that's the toughest group. I, I, I feel really bad for Scotland. Um, I, there was a lot of excitement about them qualifying. I talked to our mutual friend, Derek Ray, uh, he, he was really uh, uh, fired up. I mean, they hadn't qualified for any major tournament in anything in, in 20, 20 years, since the 98 World Cup, in France, also in France. And then they get this, this very difficult group. They open with England, their arch nemesis, and that, right, could be, that could be an ugly match, or it could be Scotland, because they're playing England, playing up to them. But uh, on paper, they, they, they might leave with no points. Well, I mean, it is a tough group. I mean, England, Scotland, Japan, of course, Argentina, the outliers in that group. But you mentioned a great point. That was actually the match I was going to say that I'm most looking forward to this weekend is England, Scotland. Look, if you don't know, uh, there used to be a series of what they called home internationals 
uh, on the men's side between England and Scotland and England and Wales and England and uh, and, 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 and Ireland. And, and they were the home internationals. Uh, they don't play those anymore, but they were always mass. It was always a, um, an opportunity for massive fan turnout, uh, heated emotions, and they were a big part of football, you know, all the way up to the 80s. This match is a home international, England-Scotland, and the, the women are going to give it everything they got. This is going to be a terrific match, and we're going to see what the English team is actually made of because uh, this Scottish team, they're going to come out and play hard. Yeah, they are, and I know Phil Neville, uh, who's the manager of England, has been uh, unhappy with the way the last two uh, friendlies went before the World Cup. Uh, he took the team down to Dubai or, or Doha or someplace for, for 10 days, kind of a, a bit of a boot camp um, in, in, in hot conditions to try and get them ready for this. Uh, but England have a very good team, and uh, particularly midfield and defense. They're going to be very difficult to score on in this tournament. All right, folks, we're talking Women's World Cup. It starts tomorrow, France, South Korea. If you want to have an outlying bet, if you want to well, make a fortune with a Incredible upset. You should put some money on South Korea. A plus 2,600. Oh, $100 would get you ooh, a lot of money. Of course, South Korea have to win, which they're, quite frankly, unlikely to do. All right, Nick and Kartik with you. We're going to step aside, take a break, and we'll be right back to wrap it up here on Fistry Soccer. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? They can legally take it. All of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. <laughs> Being a new parent means every high and low you can imagine. 
But Evos can make it all easier with a baby monitor you can trust. Go to myevos.com. That's M-Y-E-V-O-Z.com to see how Evos can be the eyes and ears of your nursery. Evos works with your smartphone to provide a live audio and HD video connection to your baby anytime and anywhere. On a date, at work, away on business, even serving your country overseas, Evos helps you never miss a moment. Whether your baby is with a sitter, your partner, a grandparent, or a friend, you'll be right there too. And with unique features like smart alerts that know the difference between a barking dog and your baby crying, extensive sleep tracking data, and state-of-the-art security features for your peace of mind, Evos is the smart baby monitor for connected parents. And enter the code SPORTS at checkout for $20 off. That's myevos.com. M-Y-E-V-O-Z.com. All right, welcome back. This week's Soccer Nick and Kartik with you. Well, we've just about run out of time today. Kartik, we didn't have a chance to get to the transfer rumors and gossip. Uh, because my least favorite footballer, short of Sergio Ramos, Neymar making the news today, refusing to go to uh, Real Madrid. We have to talk about that tomorrow. But, Kartik, when we come back tomorrow, we will be able to talk about the first match of the Women's World Cup that will be under our belt. Yeah, and, and I, I expect France to, uh, to, to to walk it against South Korea. And it should, it should be an entertaining spectacle, though. I, I, I would encourage people to tune in, because France is a very good technical team. If you like... How the Dutch played today, for instance, against England in the Nations League with their midfield. Uh, you'll love the way the French women play. Very similarly, similarly styled side, Nick. Uh, Kartik, where is the Women's World Cup uh, available to watch? Is it Fox again, right? It is Fox, and it's uh, Telemundo in Spanish. All right, Fox, Telemundo. They're covering all the games, correct? Correct. Yeah, every game will be on. In fact, Fox has shown an unprecedented number of games on Fox over the year. So that's also very exciting. Yeah, I wonder if uh, maybe TNT should uh, take a long, hard look at that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, the TNT subject is the, a single... I, I, I don't even know where to start with that, Nick. We would need uh, several hours to talk about that. Yeah, well, we're going to pick that up, during obviously, during the week as we get into, or as we get into slightly slow, slower times. Uh, all I can say is if TNT did it, they would have uh, one of those WNBA superstars... Uh, no doubt on the uh, on the panel talking about the matches. All right, folks. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us today. Uh, Fifth Street Soccer will be back on the air with you tomorrow. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I am at McEver. He is at Carlton Krishnire. Uh, we will be there for you on Twitter. I would love to uh, talk to you uh, online. In the meantime. Have a great night, and we will be back with you tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Cheers. Have a great night. Hi, this is Ron Barr. If you like insightful, interesting sports talk and interviews with the biggest names in sports, then join us for Sports Byline USA, coming up next on the Worldwide Sports Byline USA Network. 